So, uh, have you ever gotten a text? And a text that made you mad. And so you get this text and it makes you mad. And what you decide to do is text back. And the text that you get is about this long. And then you text it back, and it's about this long. And then if they get mad at the text you sent, it's about this long. And then sometimes you'll get some capital letters, sometimes some emojis, and it just gets longer and longer and longer. Sometimes maybe you might get to a point where you say, I wish I'd never texted back. It it can be like a disagreement with your spouse or a loved one where as you're talking, you talk a little louder because you think if you talk louder, it's going to make your point better. Or how about a parent with all the rules and you've got to say something smart back to them? I know in some households that doesn't turn out too well. What it does is it escalates. Things escalate. They get higher. And so today we're talking about, for the next three weeks, it's a series on de-escalation. So it's a training series on de-escalation and how to deal with conflict. And maybe you haven't had any conflict in your life. Yesterday at Publix, I was letting my wife and my daughter out near the front door. I was going to drop them off and go park, and I didn't do it quick enough. So, of course, you know, you get the horns and you get the hands. And then as I go around and park away from everybody so they can go in and shop, the guy that gets out, he holds up a finger to her, and it's not number one. So we're going to be talking about how to deal with conflict. And this comes uh, from a series, from a document that the Police Executive Research Forum, PERF, it's a nonprofit uh collaboration of law enforcement professionals, executives, teachers, leaders, and they gave out what's called the 30 guiding principles of how to operate police officers to operate in conflict. And it's where you don't have to face a weapon. Now, you don't have to look around very far to realize that some of the folks in law enforcement need some training on de-escalation. You don't have to think back too far to think of things in our history where maybe if things had de-escalated a little bit, it wouldn't have happened. Or you may not have to think too far in your own life where if things had de-escalated, it would have been better for you. So I'm going to start out 
on the audience side that's intended public safety to show you some techniques and tactics there. But I'll tell you, it'll, it'll work for those in the family of Christ. So it's about using force or how to deal with conflict. And I know, have you ever had any conflict? So there's two types of people. Those that have had conflict and those that are going to have conflict. Depends on which aisle you're in. But if you haven't had conflict, just wait long enough. You will. Now, of these 30 guiding principles, I'm going to talk about one each week. The one today is guiding principle number 16. And here's what it says. Again, this is information for police officers and public safety folks to deal with conflict, to deal with force, not when there's a firearm. And if you can get your mind pictured of someone who may have uh, a substance issue that comes in conflict with the police or uh, substance abuse or mental illness or someone on a spectrum that has issues where maybe they don't understand exactly what you're trying to do and how you're trying to do it. These are the kind of folks we're talking about, people like us. And it says this, this guiding principle says, use distance, cover, and time to replace outdated concepts such as the 21-foot rule or drawing a line in the sand. Now, I know everybody knows what drawing a line in the sand is. You come across that line, we're going to fight. And if the guy's bigger than you, you race that line, you go back a little further. <laughs> you come across that line, we're going to fight. And if he's got a buddy, maybe you erase that and get a little further back. Draw that line. Drawing a line in the sand, everybody knows what that is. A 21-foot rule is a rule that if someone has an edged weapon or a club or a bat, and if they're 21 feet away from a law enforcement officer, the research has shown that if they rush at you and you're 21 feet away, you really don't have time to react. To defend, the, uh, to defend the attack. So what do you do? You try to make that distance a little larger. You make it bigger. And the thing that we're going to be talking about today that Guiding Principle 16 talks about is a tactical pause. Now it's tactical because it might involve police. But you can use the pause purse. Uh, peace yourself. It's about Elijah, King Ahab, and his wife Jezebel, and the prophets of Baal, or Baal, and Asherah. And it's at Mount Carmel in 1 Kings 18. Now, Elijah and the bad King Ahab weren't getting along too good. They had issues. And uh, it hadn't rained for a while. And King Ahab didn't like the fact that it didn't rain for a while. And Jezebel is killing all the prophets, of which Elijah is one. And in 1 Kings 18, two verses, it says, Elijah says, I have not made trouble for Israel, but you and your father's family have. You've abandoned the Lord's command and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. And so he's going to have a showdown with them. He's going to draw a line in the sand. 
And Ahab sent the word through all of Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. And if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing because they knew there was a showdown coming. And the showdown was this, that the prophets of Baal and Asherah, they would get a bull and put it on an altar on Mount Carmel. And they would call their gods, and their gods would come and consume the cow, the bull, and the altar, and you'd believe them. If not, Elijah would do the same thing. But Elijah was going to add a little juice to it. So they took the bull and they prepared it. And they called on the name of Baal from morning until noon. And Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made from morning until noon. And so they shouted even louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time of the evening sacrifice, 3 o'clock. And there was no response, no one answered, no one paid attention. Elijah took a tactical pause. He gave them nine hours to shout and jump around. He gave them nine hours to cut themselves and squeal and yell and pray. 450 of them. He put some space between the fight. And what he did with his bull is he put it on the altar and he dug a trench around the altar and filled the trench with water. And that's not all he did. He, he got this water and he poured it over the bull so that the bull was soaked and the wood was soaked. Everything there was soaking wet. And anyone that knows building a fire with wet wood, it just doesn't work. And then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the soil, and it licked up the water in the trench. And when the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. It just took a matter of moments for Elijah to call down the fire of God. The people who were silent had seen the line in the sand. They came for the show. Just like any high school fight, everybody sits around and you want to see who's going to win. I've done it many times. I've watched. Elijah took a tactical pause. What he did, and what the guiding principle talks about, is distance plus cover equals time. In the police example... If you were then 21 feet, back up. Get 25 feet, get 26 feet. And if you get something between you and them, cover. 
something they have to come around. That gives you time. Look, if we put some distance between us and the next text or us and the next comment that we feel like we've got to make, that we've just got to get off our chest and get on Facebook just as quick as we can. If, if we think we don't write letters anymore, hardly nobody reads emails, but they read texts or anything on social media, maybe you make a phone call. But if you can put some distance, and I say distance, you're walking away from something and to something. You're walking away from a confrontation or Satan, and you're walking to something, the Lord. And if you get some cover, cover may be a a pulpit, it may be a chair, it may be a wall in real life situations, but cover in a spiritual situation is get under the cover of the Holy Spirit before you say anything. And what that does is give you time. It gives you time to make a decision. See, most critical incidents, time is usually on your side. And a tactical pause will give you time to de-escalate. And as Christians, we should de-escalate. We shouldn't escalate. We shouldn't look for a fight. We shouldn't go out with a chip on our shoulder. We shouldn't wait just as soon as the light turns green to start honking the horn. Even when the person's on their cell phone again and again. Yeah, put something between you and conflict in your family, in your household. Put something between you and conflict. The Lord. Yes. Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen says this. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Elijah waited for the Lord. He waited so that everyone could be convinced. And the Lord wants us to wait so that those around us that see us, they'll be convinced of our lineage, which is that of Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes 7.8 says this, The end of a matter is better than its beginning, and patience is better than pride. Don't be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Yeah, the main point is you got to have some distance away from to. You see, that's a picture of repentance. You turn away from sin, anger, wrath, strife, and you turn to the Lord. And you get you some cover. If somebody's shooting bullets, you get beside a brick wall. But if it's spiritual bullets coming at you, get up underneath the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper, assigned to help us, and it gives you time. That's why it's very, very important. You see, hasty decisions that are made, especially in anger, they rarely, rarely work out well. You can probably think of a few in your own life. Like, man, I wish I hadn't said that. I I don't know how that came out of my mouth. I don't know why. Why did I go do that? I wish I could do that again. You can. You can wait before. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
You see, fighting is going to get you tired. It wears you out. If you're arguing with somebody, you can't hardly even sleep or eat. Peaceable spirit is what God wants in us. But those who wait on the Lord renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. And, and James goes further, which is goes to the very heart of the message this morning. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That's a tactical pause. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. You have to turn from wrath. You got to make some distance. Get under some cover. Take a breath. You got time now to think about because everybody's watching. A person's wisdom yields patience, and it's to one's glory to overlook an offense. Look, the bottom, the very bottom line is that anger and impatience, they escalate. But love and patience, they de-escalate. This week, this is such a short piece of a verse. If you could stick this in your spirit this week and try to memorize it, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. You can think of it as a flow. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. De-escalation training. Handling conflict. You see, this week, this is your tactical pause phase. It'll help you this week when something happens and you're going to want to say something or do something. Listen to the Spirit of God. Be patient. Slow down. Cut them some slack. I hope God's speaking about this to you today. Next week, we're going to be talking about a duty to intervene. And man, we've got some intervening examples. Dear Father, we thank you today that you'll help us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Father, help us this week to understand that you want us to take a tactical pause, that you want us to have distance and cover. Turn away from, turn to the picture of repentance. Cover the picture of the Holy Spirit so that we can have time. Father, time to hear what you would have for us to say as we handle these situations, any situation. And Father, that we would be a witness for Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hello. This is Pastor Louie. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, 
please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.